Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Along with bringing you updates and critical information happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to have the chance to bring in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks are practicing on the ground in these jurisdictions, working daily to help their local clients move through difficult times. On our program, we span the globe, speaking to members here in the United States, as well as internationally, and we've received critical updates on issues from members in China, Italy, Korea, all across Asia, then over to Europe, down to Latin America. Today, we'll be chatting with our member from one of the most interesting and challenging marketplaces of our member base. Joining us on the program is Abdullah Lukman, Managing Partner at Lukman Legal Advocates. Abdullah is joining us from his home. Today, Abdullah is going to share with us a brief update on Yemen law, particularly the legal system and the labor law, as well as the ongoing effects of the war on this. Now, for those listening in, we've given you lots of updates on the challenges of the virus and all the other aspects of what's happening around the world. So while Yemen is dealing with certainly the virus, they've also been in an ongoing war for years. So I'm looking forward to Abdullah sharing with us how they're balancing all their daily challenges with the war, along with other things happening in their marketplace. Welcome to the program, Abdullah. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. And thanks for this opportunity. And I'm glad to be joining you. And hello to all our listeners. So let's start right from the top, because I'm sure most of our listeners don't have a sense of what the legal system in Yemen is like. So Abdullah, could you just describe what type of legal system is in Yemen? Well, the legal system in Yemen is a civil code system. So it's based on the civil law, which was taken from the Egyptian civil code, which was in turn taken from the French system. The Egyptian civil system was probably the oldest in the region. And when other countries started to develop, they found that the Egyptian legal system has already been developed. So they, uh, in, in many circumstances, they copied and pasted basically the Egyptian legal codes. And thereafter, it obviously evolved and developed. So how old is labor law and when was it last amended in your country? The labor law goes back to the 80s and 90s, but the last update was in 2008. But it was minor changes. But the main text dates back to 1995. So you've been a member of the ELA for a long time, Abdullah. And of course, your firm is the number one firm in Yemen. You're also band one in Chambers. I love your slogan, we don't match client expectations, we beat them. And you do all of this (laughs) also while the challenge of being a blind lawyer. It's amazing how all of those challenges come together and you seem to manage them quite excellently. Well, we thank God, and I always believe if there is a will, there is a way. And I attribute this success to also my my partner and to all the team at Lukman Legal. Well, let's talk about the shortfalls and the loopholes in the Yemen law. So how would you evaluate this law? Point out some of the shortfalls and the loopholes, if you can. Are you talking about the labor law specifically? Yes, specifically the labor law, please. Well, the the labor law in Yemen is written in a very employee-friendly relationship, and it is very short of details, So, and, and there are many vague articles in it. And this probably was intentional to give courts wider ability or autonomy to interpret those vague articles, which is usually 
not usually, all the time in favor of local employees. So Abdullah, we talked about the labor law and again, getting specific in terms of which laws are more favorable for employers versus employees. You've stated that employees seem to have an advantage based on some of the vagueness that they've written into some of those loopholes. But now the world is challenged with a global pandemic where employees are working from home, not working from home. Employers are trying to come up with ways to incentivize employees to stay working. Tell us a little bit about how the virus has impacted Yemen and the impact on your labor laws. You'll be surprised that Yemen is not so much impacted by the COVID-19, probably because there are higher priorities, which is the negative impact of the war that was started in March 2015. And the effect it had and continues to have on employment relationships, plus the famine that's in Yemen, So the the general public are more concerned about their well-being, safety, ability to live. So in in the midst of all that, COVID-19 has not been the top concern as in other jurisdictions. And we we don't have figures of COVID-19 casualties in Yemen, but it seems to be lower than, than outside, maybe because... As a result of the war, the airports are closed, so there is less sort of travel in and out. All that seems to play a role. And so let's talk a little bit about the workday of the typical employee in Yemen. So as they're walking to work or taking the subway or mass transit or driving or what have you, is the war impacting travel? Do workers actually have fear of going to the office because of some of the challenges that are happening due to the war? Yes, quite often when, whenever there are airstrikes, which are very, very common, people will stay at home or they will go underground. We have shortage of fuel and power. So often employees don't have fuel to, to drive to work. Public transportation is not based on trains or undergrounds. It's based on sort of taxis and buses. And again, problem with fuel, shortage of fuel and increased prices, ridiculously increased prices inflated prices. So let's talk about how this all impacts the employee relationship and related claims to that. So has the war had an impact on employment relationships and related claims in your market? Very much so. And the reason is because of the war, the first thing that happened, all foreign employers left the country. And as a result, they had to terminate all employees. And although some of our foreign clients, those employers, were very generous in determination, still many employees filed class actions suing employers for more compensation, dating back to many, many, many years. Although, although the, the law sets a time restriction, time limitation period of one year, but still we see so many employee class actions before the courts, and the courts, unfortunately, don't seem to respond to uh, time-bar defenses. In addition to that, many claims came about through the international arbitration cases in which we were very heavily involved relating to franchises and profit-sharing agreements relating to oil and gas and energy. Those agreements with the government 
were subject to uh, usually uh, ICC arbitration, where the substantive law is Yemeni law. And these big giants had to terminate these uh, government agreements, which then resulted in arbitrations. As a result of termination, again, employee termination followed, and hence more claims, class actions. Because when you talk about oil and gas companies, you're talking about hundreds and thousands of employees. And those all end up in, uh, in local courts, which we have to defend. As a result of the war and all these labor claims, the volume of employment work has significantly increased in, let's say, in our office and before local courts. Well, I, I just wanted to get a sense, you know, so the court seems to, and we, when we started this conversation, you said, you know, the employment laws are vague, leaning towards the employees, and now there's a lot more claims due to some of the dismissal of those employees. So how do you assess the court's interpretation and application of the law? To be very honest, I'm not very fond of the stand of the local courts. I think they are blindly following the interests of the employees, especially when there is a foreign employer involved. It is not something that I am personally proud of, and we try to voice our concerns and submit very rigorous defenses in terms of basic issues such as limitation periods. But unfortunately, they don't seem to listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> But th- there are other things that we, we advise international clients to do. That would be the big issue here, I think, Abdullah, is based on these challenges. And I don't know how I've had a podcast that have had more challenges than what some of the things that you're dealing with in Yemen. But based on these challenges, what advice do you give international employers when they're trying to work in Yemen? And I know most of them have left, but now that there's still challenges there, what advice do you give them? Well, first of all, they must seek very professional and clear legal advice prior to termination. There are certain steps that you could take as an employer to avoid successful claims for unfair dismissal. And we strongly advise and recommend that all employers should seek professional advice before termination. What seemed to happen in practice, except for few, that they follow the usual termination route, which is based on contractual relationships. That might be one month notice or something like that. But then employees turn around Sometimes they receive settlement, which is unfortunate, and they file claims after having signed a full discharge agreement, settlement and discharge agreements. So this is this would be my first advice. My second advice would be in case of disputes, we always recommend in Yemen amicable settlement. Due to the bureaucratic nature and Courts, corrupt nature of Yemen courts, we think that amicable settlements serve both parties much better. So, right. this is what I recommend. Although, as a lawyer or as any law firm, having ongoing litigation for years is, might be financially rewarding, but it's our position as Luqman Legal. We are not interested in collecting fees for years on end but we recommend that we close the files and serve the client in the most beneficial and speedy way. And that can only be achieved through amicable settlement in Yemen. 
Well, that's that's absolutely true. And I know that the ultimate goal here is to resolve these conflicts. And again, given all the challenges you've got in your market, you're doing an exceptional job. You're fortunate, certainly, to have some great colleagues around you. And uh, I know that both Chambers and the ELA really recognize your contribution. So thank you for all that. And we're hoping that you and your family are safe and well during this challenging time. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. We are, we are trying our best. We're trying our best. Well, best wishes to you from your friends here in the U.S. Thank you. My best wishes to them as well. If you'd like to connect with Abdullah Lukman or any of our lawyers from around the world, please visit them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page. There you can also sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.